Hey everyone, welcome to Moms on the Rise Now podcast, episode 12. I have my good friend Elena Holmes back with me today. Uh, We're actually trying something new, so we are on FaceTime together. Um, Her babies are sleeping, two of my babies are at school, and the other one's watching TV, so we're just hoping she stays away. I'm hiding in my closet. (laughs) So, um... Elena, how about before we start, you have some stuff going on with your little one um, that we've been talking about, praying about. What's going on with your little girl? So I won't go too much into it because we'll definitely do some Some more (laughs) (laughs) on what's going on. But yeah, she's she just uh, has a lot of testing going on right now for different things, um, as well as she has referrals out to five different specialists so definitely new territory for me but um you know trusting God and in the midst of it and taking it one day at a time and one step at a time and you know I'm thankful you're willing to still get on here and share and and talk and I don't know I don't handle things well I'm like if there's anything to do with doctors and kids I'm a psycho I'm just so proud of you Thank you. I mean, I've been going through it, that's for sure, as you know. Like, I know. Definitely a roller coaster, but at the same time, you know, distracting myself, you know, uh, figuring out what I can do, what I can do, what right. I am in control over, um, and being able to share our story, which I'm working on as well. Yes. Um, as we're going through it as well, right. because it's so hard for me to find more information and other people going through things because it's just one of those things that it's, it's, I don't know if it's taboo or what it is, but you know, where it's kind of hard to find specific stories on, on people going through things like that. Um, but being able, yeah. And being able to share even just about my birthing experiences and, um, you know, prepping for birth and birth itself and right after birth is just, so important to me and I'm very passionate about it and so I think that that's healing as well during this time for sure so when we released the first podcast we got we have what I think we have 50 downloads and listens now which I'm super impressed because this is a brand new podcast so people wanted to hear what you had to say and you also shared with me um and I actually got feedback about how interesting and intriguing home births are because yeah. we're, we're just not used to hearing about it anymore. So I know we want yeah. to talk more about that. Um, so Definitely. let's talk about before birth. And I think we talked about all the work you did before you had Kaylee and how it ended up being such a better experience. Yes. And I think in general, I mean, especially as a new mom or as a, you know, new pregnant woman who hasn't ever had a baby before. Mm -hmm. There's, there's so much fear surrounding birth. And I think that's one of the main things that us as women need to kind of work on (laughs) with sharing with one another and things like that. It's just like, it doesn't need to be something that's feared. That's scary. Can something go wrong? Absolutely. Right. But you know, trying to keep your mental state as good as you can (laughs) beforehand 
is so important and knowing those things of course but I don't think I've ever heard a pregnant woman say wow it was really helpful to hear that woman's horror story you know (laughs) yeah well do you know what's crazy I don't know if anybody can relate to this because I feel like it's it's even hard to share this out loud because it sounds ridiculous but when I was pregnant with Amelia and Addie I didn't want anybody talking to me about giving birth. I refused to Google it and read up on it. I didn't want to go to birthing classes. Literally, in my mind, what I was going to do is I was going to go to the hospital. I was going to hop up in that bed, and I was going to do whatever they told me to do. There was no yeah. preparing. And yeah. so now when we're having conversations about, well, Cassie, that probably wasn't a good idea, which it wasn't because giving birth, both experiences were tough. I needed to be educated. And I don't think I realized that my problem in that was that I was afraid. I was terrified to give birth. And so I thought, as I do with a lot of things, I'll just wing it. Yeah. You know? And so you wonder, did that actually make it worse? Mm -hmm. I think it did. Well, and there's so much that goes into, so much that goes into it in general. And if you're shutting that off, even like, right. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but you still have that fear in the back of your mind. Right. Most likely it's not going to be a positive experience. Amen. Just, you know. Facts. Because For real. There's so much that goes into it. You're, you're just like we talked about in our last episode you know, the mind-body connection is huge. Oh, 100%. And so even if your mind necessarily isn't on something else at that time, right? if you haven't processed at least at least a little bit right. during your pregnancy and kind of prepared yourself as much as you can, then you're not going to have that mind-body connection either when it comes to it. Because if you think about it, if you haven't done any prior work and you go into contractions and all these like scary kind of unknowns and what's happening to me and we all go through it even if we are prepared right like I can only imagine how freaked out you were oh girl you know what's a trip when you talk about the the mind and body connection I remember when I was pushing Amelia out I was completely flat on that on my back I had no idea how to give birth and I realized after I gave birth that I needed to either be like I swear to God, I needed to be like squatting down. Yes. Like yep. mm-hmm. the gravity, it's just like common sense. You don't lay on your back and push a baby out. No. Uh-uh. Right. And so like you wonder, I'm sure that's how the doctor was maybe trained. I had too much. There's a whole thing on that. Is there really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's probably a whole nother story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I knew in my mind as I'm pushing, something doesn't feel right. But because I didn't educate myself or ask any questions or prepare, it was a kind it was kind of a rough experience. Yeah. So it's so important. It's so important to, to know that. And I don't say this in a negative way because doctors and nurses are incredible and I will never ever ever downplay that or I I am more natural minded yes but there are some amazing doctors and nurses I mean I'm in the midst of it right now and I am not opposed to you know doctors and nurses of course when necessary when necessary but I I think that you have to realize as women and as mothers Mm -hmm. and as the ones giving birth that they work for you Yes, girl. If they're 
<laughs> if there are any red flags, if you aren't, you know, liking something they're saying, if they're pushing something on you, you can switch. You can right. change. You don't have to because that is going to be, well, sometimes that is going to be your birth team, the people surrounding you. Right. Potentially when you're giving birth and you have to know ahead of time if you're already feeling kind of ick, you're not going to want them to be around you when you're in, in the midst, in the throes of giving birth. Oh my God, 100%. Because it's a whole other experience. <laughs> and I think that we almost live in a mindset of, oh, I feel guilty to speak up about what I want. Yes. It's like, no, yep. these doctors are paid big bucks because this is their job. And yes. if you don't feel and comfortable... Yes, That's... and they're great at what they do, and I'm not right. downplaying that at all. But at the same time, they also see so many patients and have so much going on that they have to somewhat desensitize themselves. Yes. Not saying all of them are not hundred percent, but it's like that with every to. job, right? If you yes. think about it, at some point, you yes. kind of have to shut down and desensitize to any job to kind of survive it, and they're no different. Exactly. And especially when they're so overrun and inundated with people. A hundred percent. And that's not their choice. You know, that's the medical system. It is. So it is. (laughs) I, and I say all this again to not say anything negative about doctors and nurses themselves. Right. I have my own views about the medical system in general. Well, it's flawed. It's flawed. It's it's obvious to anybody with common sense that it's a flawed system. Yeah. You're living it right now. Have you ever watched The Business of Being Born? No. What's that on? That's one that you need to watch. The Business sure. of Being Born? Yes. What platform? And it's, Where can you watch it at? Um, like on I don't YouTube? No. I don't know. You'd have to. Okay. You'd have to I'll see. research it. But it's really eye opening and informing. And it's about the medical system. It's not about doctors Ooh. and nurses, again, but it's about the system and. I got to watch it. The business of being born. It's yeah. What it is. I love you that. Know, like, yeah. It is a business. It so. is. It definitely is for them. <laughs> you know, certain things. And so basically, a word of advice if you, if you are set as a woman, I want to have a natural birth, whether it be at home or at a hospital. If you're set, like, you need to commit to that and know your why. Because there will be so many times. Backlash. Once you get into that room. Well, backlash. And once you get into that room where you're, like, questioning it. Yeah. And so if you're firm in that, even me with my non-hospital birth and my first birth, I was like... I don't know if I can do this. You, know, you get to a point where it's like, give me all the drugs. You know, yeah. if you don't really want that. And so my, it's like a whole nother world. If you've never given birth before, right. it's a whole other world. Right. And my, and, and your birth team, again, if it's a doctor, if it's the nurses, if it's, if you have a doula, if your husband, your partner, whoever right. is there, like, needs to know that, that, that you're committed to that. Right. And to have your yes. back on that. A hundred percent. And to encourage you if you start, like you said, when you started slipping up, like, oh man, I yes. might want all the drugs. It's like Stuart's there, your midwife's there. Like, yeah. no, that's not what you want. You did not yeah. say you wanted any of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and also watching videos. I watched so many, like, not only just natural birth videos, mm-hmm. water birth videos, but also, um, uh, I can never remember Corinne Brown. She does Brown Roots Babies mm-hmm. on YouTube. Okay. Um, I watched so many of her videos. I learned so much about Pitocin. Um, I learned about. Oh, you want to talk about what Pitocin did to me <laughs> when I had Addie? 
I don't know. Pitocin equals poison in my experience. Girl, I had, yeah. oh my God, I had the worst mm-hmm. experience. It, it messed me up. It stopped my labor. It started my labor and then it stopped my labor and then it made me sick. So. Well, and again, you have to look at every single body is different. So some women right. may, might not have that, you know, they might be like, Pitocin was fine for me, right. you know? Right. But we have, we can't look at it like a one size fits all. And I think that's one of the problems too, is it's a one size fits all. Yep. There's so much fear. Yep. And just, there's also nowadays, unfortunately, and I don't say this to shame or to be mean, but there is, it's easy to just kind of plan your birth. hundred percent. There's no it's, thought that goes into it. It's just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Easy. Like cookie cutter. We're going to go in. We're going to either choose to have a C-section or we're going to choose to get induced. We know when we're having our baby because part of that is so hard mentally as well and and we don't necessarily prepare ourselves for that either i agree the unknown of when your baby's coming because you get a due date and then in our minds we're set on that that's when my baby's coming yeah and it never works out that way (laughs) and as a woman who's had a baby at 41 weeks 40 weeks five days and 40 weeks i think what was she i don't even remember 40 weeks four days or three days it's like you went over Always, every right. single time. Me too. And it's that's why, in like the natural birthing world, right? You call it a, you call it a. Um, oh my gosh, now I'm gonna forget the name. Not a due date, but a estimated. Estimated, um, yeah, yeah, an estimate, essentially, because that's what it is. Yeah, they don't. There's no way to know when the conception and when like the whole process actually begins to know it's just, it's a roundabout, you know? So don't you think it's kind of scary that science is now telling us what day we're bringing the baby into the world? Yeah. I know people don't like to hear that, but I remember when I was pregnant, it was funny because depending on, um, I had Kaiser, Kaiser Mm -hmm. will not induce you. Like, unless it's very serious, but people with other insurances, with other, um, doctors were getting induced when they wanted to. And for no, like, and for no good reason, there wasn't an actual health reason to do this. It was actually for scheduling reasons. It was like, oh, Hey, um, I, you know, my husband has to take off work these days. This is when we want to have the baby. Let's do it. And it's like, well, the priority is bringing this human being into the world. I don't think the priority is your schedule. I think yeah, that, exactly. and I also think that our bodies suffer. I think our yeah. bodies suffer, yep. you know, I'm sure I already, I already know your answer to this, but <laughs> it's like, if we ask ourselves, is Pitocin and the epidural good for my body or is it convenient to get me through the pains yes. and misery of childbirth? Right. Yep. And yep. it sucks because I had Pitocin and mm-hmm. I had epidurals with both my girls mm-hmm. Yeah, and it actually was horrible. I had so much of the epidural. Okay. So with Addie, my youngest, I had so much Pitocin and so much epidural. They overdosed me on the epidural that my legs, listen, my mother-in-law and husband saw this. My legs were so numb that I was scared. I was truly terrified and I was so hot. I was Mm -hmm. burning up so hot my body, right? That the nurse had to drop down the AC into the forties. And when, and when I woke up from my nap, my mother-in-law and my husband were huddled together, shivering under a blanket. Oh, no. Okay? I was wow. on fire. I had way too much epidural. And it's like, 
you guys do this every single day. Why did yeah. you allow me to the point where I couldn't push her out because I couldn't feel anything? Oh, yeah. I had There's to wait, Elena, line. for three yeah. hours. I had to wait to push out this baby. She was ready to come out. Yeah. I was vomiting. And, I, and, you, have, and you have to think about that that can't, like, I mean, nothing emergency was happening. But that you have to think about that can't be great for the baby either. Dude. Because they're in this process. Yes. They're going through so much as well as they're yes. being pushed through your body. Right. Pitocin makes your body go into labor, Dude, essentially. It's so, so bad. It also is pushing your baby even harder. Yes. And you have to think about what your baby's going through as well, even just in a regular natural birth. And this isn't, again, to shame anybody who gets induced. No, I did all choose, the things. You know, I I get it. And, and there is a time and a place. Like, my sister, I'll give an example. She... Um, before I was anywhere near having babies, mm-hmm. I was always like high and mighty about, about the epidural. And I didn't even know anything at that point. Right. And my, my, uh, older sister was having her baby and she literally could not relax okay. in order to dilate at all. Right. Until she got the epidural. She finally right. gave in and got it. And it was like night and day. And in those situations, it's like, okay, I get it. Like totally. there are situations. Totally. 100%. And again, I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm not here to like, I'm just no. shedding light. And I want to bring awareness to what our bodies are absolutely capable of, even in the hospital, even if you're not comfortable with the home birth, even if you know, you know that you want all the drugs, that's fine. Just be aware and just do but your like, research. But I think that the, the underlying issue there is that like for me, I, when I had Amelia, my first, you know, I... I didn't ask. Is that a plane? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she lives by I the airport. Right by a train and an airport. <laughs> um, I, I think the problem is that it's just so normalized. Like it's an expectation. Yes. Your doctor just says, "Oh, you're getting the epidural, right?" There's no other options. Absolutely. So you're not even if you're not asking questions, then you're just gonna follow the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he's waking up. Is she? (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Of course. Um, But yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I think, again, it's just knowing, like going into it, try to do research. Obviously, don't get yourself overwhelmed. Right. But know your options. Right. And know, again, that they work for you, essentially. Right. And that. You know, if you don't, if you feel something's off, if you don't feel right about something, question you know, it. No, yes, self advocate for sure. Right. Um, let me just check on her real quick. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, preparing for birth because that's something that you wanted to talk about. So you had your two boys, and obviously, you're experienced enough to. To know what it is to give birth, obviously. But with yeah. your second son, the experience was a lot harder. And yeah. there was a lot more you felt like you could grow from and learn from and do differently. So yeah. when you got pregnant with Kaylee, what did that mm-hmm. look like for you? So I did a lot of self-work. I know I talked a bit about it in the last episode, or the last episode, the last podcast episode we did. Yeah. Um, but I think... One of my main things was I started following 
it sounds so weird to say following, but on Instagram, <laughs> right? <laughs> this girl, Mrs. Brittany Pride, it's mm-hmm. at the at sign Mrs. Brittany Pride, and she just has so much knowledge and information. And then another one is Purely Parsons, and those were two main accounts that kind of helped me with what I already knew about about um, you know home birth, natural birth, right. and birthing in general, right? But had a lot of tips and, um, like, just things to do that I didn't really think of at that time. And um, one of the main ones is the app Freya. It's called Freya, F-R-E-Y-A. And that changed my labor, I tell you what. Really? And I was on the fence with getting it. Yes. It's a... So it's kind of like a contraction timer in a sense. Okay. But it isn't I don't know how to explain it I wish I could like give a portion on here but I'm using my phone um but basically there's the woman and she has an accent which is also really cool right and she says all these kind of kind of hippie woo stuff which you know I'm not super big of a fan of that but you can like stop her talking too (laughs) (laughs) you can you can make her be quiet um (laughs) But the cool thing is when you have a contraction, you press the button, and then she she counts down with you. Oh, my so gosh. With, what a trip. So you basically can breathe through it, and it's so nice. And for me, I did music with both the boys' births. Okay. Labors, I should say. And um, it was fine. Right. But this time, it was just different. For right. me, I needed to put my mind somewhere else I needed to focus on something else right and that helped me to remember and keep my focus on my breathing that's during really my cool that's really cool and it made a world of difference right. I was able to you know go outside when the boys were loading up to go to my friend's house mm-hmm. and like I would just stop and lean on the car and just do my breathing through it listen to my Freya and you know (laughs) I think some people don't realize that you can give birth in a different way like for me going through contractions I was just laying in the hospital bed drugged up on my epidural you know what I mean yeah yeah just like kind of watching the monitor go up and be like oh I can feel it but not enough to where I need to even practice breathing or, or doing any of those things you know yep and with MacGyver you know my first my it was like a standard my water broke, right. my contractions started slow, and then they, you know, ramped up and all that. Right. Um, but that's not always the case. And then no, with it's not. Maverick, with Maverick, I kind of had an idea that morning, but I got too excited and didn't really, like, prep myself. I was just ready to have my baby. Right. But Anxious, huh? Yes, yeah. exactly. And then my water didn't break till he was coming out. And right. then... You know, with Kaylee, my water broke in the middle of the night at midnight, and I didn't start actually having contractions until 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. So, you know, every – and that's another thing to remember is every single baby, every single pregnancy, every single birth is different. And it's going to be different. And you can't – and it's so hard. It's easy to say, hard to do. Right. Of not having expectations of – it going a certain way of being prepared 
mm-hmm. and knowing what you would like to happen, yeah. <laughs> but also ha- keeping your hands open. And that's something yeah. I've always said is if I have to go to the hospital, that's okay. I'll do right. it. If it comes to mine and my baby's health, of course I will. Do I want that to happen? No. Is right. that my choice? Not my first choice, but right. <laughs> I'll do it if I need to. Exactly. And that's and that's something that my midwife was was really big on. And that's another thing to do with the care team ahead of time is even if you're choosing a midwife, you're choosing a birth center, you're choosing a home birth, feel comfortable and confident with who is doing that because that's who's going to deliver your baby. Right. And no matter what, I, I went to another place actually first mm-hmm. and checked out their birth center and I was like, nope. You knew. Right. I knew. I was like, nope, this isn't. Mm-mm, I'm not feeling it. So then tell us Red this. Flag. Is is a midwife a different expense? Is it something insurances typically cover? No. No. Okay. So, I mean, I know that there's, there's like nurse midwives, which are a little bit different. I mean, she is a certified midwife, my midwife, but she's not, she's not affiliated with any hospital. She doesn't work with any hospitals. Right. She owns her, you know, she owned her own kind of, um, midwifery program and stuff and right. so there are options that you can utilize okay if you're doing a hospital birth there are places so know that you can do your research also on yeah that right. and know what your options are because there are birthing centers that aren't like natural birth places but they're associated to hospitals okay sometimes there are nurse midwives who you can work with like there's there's like in between options right and just know that and know that you don't have to be like straight to this certain OB straight to the hospital like right do your due diligence and see what your options are and what you feel confident and comfortable with right and just know that those options are not any more any um more risky if that makes sense yeah exactly people like to kind of throw that around but if you do your research on that also if there's no um like if if you and you're pregnant like if your pregnancy is fine you are fine you don't have any um high risk factors your baby doesn't have any high risk factors um there's amazing outcomes yeah like you'd be surprised I, I think that we've been feared into thinking that that's not the case. Yes, exactly. There's so much fear centered around it. And there's stories, absolutely. There's stories, but oh, yeah. there's also stories at the hospital. So it's yes, like, yeah. you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you know? definitely. you got to know that there's there's always going to be good with bad in any situation. And, and it's what's best for you and what you feel comfortable and confident right. in. I just think but that... Just, most people don't know that there's even these things available, like yes, a birthing exactly. center. Until me and you talked about that, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I had no clue. You know what I mean? My my oldest sister gave birth in a birthing center both times. Right, and it's it hers actually was more of a medical birthing center, like I was talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to learn that stuff. It you is know? to and know to, you can do it. Yeah, and to know that there's different options and there's, um, you know, like I said, there's different comfort levels. There's, you right. can look into how they do things, what they do, what they cover. But, right. yes, as of your question, our midwife cost was out of pocket completely. Right. Um, but it's not as much as you would think. Yeah, and I was surprised when you told me. 
Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I would think it'd be. But every single midwife and birth center is different also. Right, right, right. (laughs) Another airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And know that there's, they're usually open to doing, you know, payment plans. That Um, is so cool. Some costs can be covered if you do have insurance, things right, like that. So right. There are there are options. Don't right. let that deter you either. Right. So um, that's just something that I urge. I'm going to go back over to my notes. but um, And that birth is beautiful. It is such a beautiful thing. You know, our bodies are much more capable than we are even aware of oh I know we don't give our bodies enough credit as women I swear yes and before birth you know know your no try to think about yourself know your weaknesses know your strengths know what you're probably going to need help with right you know um envision that moment of holding your baby envision what you want that to look like you know do you want people coming in and checking every however long like does that give you comfort does that give you anxiety like do you want to be able to just give birth and stay where you're at right right right. Um, not have to go anywhere um or does you know sometimes it brings comfort to know that somebody's coming in and checking yeah definitely and and that's okay and just know yourself in that and realize what's going to help you have the best experience as well right um also I want to mention you know along with your birth team your partner your husband is huge in that and don't just try to write it off as like well I'm the one doing it and he's just going to be there because your husband can be a huge advocate for you oh for sure um he can be a huge help to you. A lot of times husbands don't know what you want them to do. Yes. That's the saddest thing. (laughs) They literally have no clue, you know, (laughs) unless you tell them, unless you have a conversation about it. And so, you know, being on the same page with that, being like, Hey, this is what I want your role to be. Right. If it changes, I'll try to tell you, Yeah, I'll be in the throes of labor, but, and then also, from my experience, having a woman, having besides like a nurse, girl, or a doctor, yes, like having a woman who you trust, yes, and who you can fully like, you're not going to tense up, right? Who be there as that support? Yes, like basically acting as a doula. Like if you, yeah, can't, if you can't hire a doula, right? Have somebody basically be that for you. Yeah, I agree. It is so important as women to have that that womanly support, that yes. female energy. That I agree. Like, it's it's made a huge difference because with Maverick, I didn't have that, and right. I noticed. And with Kaylee, I had it in such a different way. Um, right. With you know being able to help guide Stuart too. Right. The pressure point and where to push on my back to help ease, you know, my, my contractions. And then she would do it as well, as well as making a, an oil blend for me and rubbing it essential oils and rubbing them on my, on certain pressure points. Right. And, you know, for nausea, smelling peppermint oil and 
there's just so many different ways that they can be utilized, like cool washcloths. And, um, you know, I had Stuart on one side of me and Julia on the other side as I'm holding onto their hands as I'm pushing. Right. You know, and right. so having, it was essentially having both of that support, my husband yeah. and my friend, my right. the woman, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and it made a huge difference having that. And with, I had my sister the very first time. And okay. she knew without me even having to say anything what to do. Right. Also. And probably because she had already had children, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So she knew. And she knows me. She knows yeah. me better than anybody. So she was able to, like, you know, um, rub my head and, right. so, again, washcloths and, you know, just all the things. And disclaimer, we're talking about birth here, so it might might get kind of gross, but. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> this, this, is, this is what we're talking about. You know, you know, who are you going to be comfortable having diarrhea with? Like, come on, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Up in front of being completely vulnerable in front of. Because you really are. You're really like, that's the most vulnerable thing for a woman ever is giving birth. Yeah. It's natural. You want to feel comfortable. Yeah, for sure. You don't, you don't want to tense up or be like, oh, I can't, you know, question things because. I don't know. It's just so important to be able to just, okay, I can throw up. I can, like, yeah, what's well, happening to my body? This is, like, <laughs> this is totally TMI, but I'll share it because it's true. So when I had yeah. Amelia, I had no idea what was going to happen. So when she was born, I pooped. Like, poop came yes. out, right? Okay. Yeah. I was completely humiliated. Like, I had no idea that could happen. It was disgusting. It made me so upset. So when I was pushing Addie out... I would stop after pushing and I would say, did I poop? Did I poop? I'd keep asking. Uh, Girl, I should not have been worried about pooping when I was giving birth. And I was sitting there so stressed out about it. Yeah. It affected, it really affected me pushing and concentrating because I would keep saying, did I poop? Like, come on, really? You're giving birth. Like, I don't know. And that's the thing with the midwives is that. I, I mean, I don't know if I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's better to not know. I'm like, I don't think so because I pretty much got everything out ahead of time. Right, right. You never know. And the nice thing is, is that I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I never want to know. Well, that's the difference too between having the epidural and not having the epidural is that when you were in labor, you could get up and move around. Yes. I yep. was bedridden. You yep. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I and, and being able to feel comfortable in the in your movements and in what you do. Like for me personally, I like to lean against something that's a certain height and sway my body when I'm going through a contraction. Okay. Some people like to lean over, some you know, but if you're stuck laying in a bed, I just couldn't even oh. imagine oh, it's bad. how much more painful that is to not be able to kind of move with your body. Yeah. And like work through these things. Right. And I mean, I would want I would I'd be like, give me all the drugs. Are you kidding me? Right. Right. <laughs> because it is very difficult. Birth is not easy. Labor It's not Especially with MacGyver, which is funny because he's my 10-pound baby. I said, I don't understand, you know, why why people would get the epidural just for birthing. Because in my experience, 
it was the labor that was the hardest. Right. In my experience, right. I was like, these contractions are yes. killer. Yes. And like birth was like, all right, cool. We got this. So yeah. Like, <laughs> let's get this baby out. And it was fine. Right. But then with Kaylee, it was a, again, different births, different yeah. stories with Kaylee. It was totally different. Whereas I'm like, okay, now I get it. Cause her actual birth was very painful right but whereas her labor was not I mean it was but I was better mentally prepared I would say um so again every situation is different but see I think that's what's so upsetting though is that every birth is so different yeah I think it's upsetting like you know what to expect kinda but not really you know and we just want to know we want to know we don't want it to be a surprise I want to control that whole damn situation. Yes, it's all about control. Yeah. In every situation, though. I mean, in anything, if you think about yes. it, the hardest thing is loss of control. 100%. In any situation. Yep. And especially in birth. And that's where the fear comes into play. And that's where Oh, I like, agree. Yeah. You know, that's why I always say, if you're a planner like I am, right. have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on, but also being open to that might change right <laughs> you know right so having so many different plans I had like okay if I give birth in the middle of the night okay if I give birth in the morning okay <laughs> if I you know literally every yeah. single situation right and that gives me a feeling of what I do have control over yeah I like sense. that yes mm-hmm. and then letting go of what I don't right <laughs> you know I don't know when she's gonna be born I don't know when I'm gonna go into labor but XYZ is what I have control over. Yeah, definitely. Your mindset. And you really worked on yes. controlling your mindset during that time. Absolutely. I had a hard it, time breathing. Like, yes. breathing. They'd be like, okay, calm down, breathe. And, and when it was time to push, I was an aggressive pusher. I was yeah, like, same. oh, yeah. I wore my babies out. <laughs> oh, I was just like, okay, get this sucker out. Like, I'm over it. Let's push this yeah. baby out as fast as possible, you know? Yeah. Which isn't always, you know, that always, it doesn't always go the way you want it to go. It takes a while sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And that's something else is like, where, where did I say, um, find what works for your body. Listen to your body when it comes to pushing. If you want to roar that baby out, roar that baby out. For real. But make sure that you have that energy. Yeah. Like if you're doing a natural birth, if you're doing a home birth, especially mm-hmm. because in the hospital, they will give you fluids. They will give you what you need. At home, you're in control of that. Yeah. So if you're breathing, if you're breathing really good during labor, if you're kind of in control of that and then it comes to pushing, you shouldn't have a problem. Right. But make sure that you have your energy stored up. Make sure that you're drinking electrolyte drink. Make sure that you're drinking water. Make sure that you're eating something. It doesn't need to be something like, that's going to upset your stomach, but just something that's going to help you nourish your body. That you need. Yes. Yeah. To, to push that baby out. Right. Um, and also don't be afraid to tell people in the room what you don't like. Don't yeah. be afraid to tell people in the room. Like for me, my husband, my husband, the first time he was like cracking jokes and I was like, no, you were like, no, this ain't going to happen. When I was in labor, I was just like, uh, just as he didn't really know kind of like how to be, this was all new territory for him. Oh yeah. 
And then what's kind of funny is I have a video I'll have to show you of giving birth to Kaylee. Yeah. And he's like, okay, here come the shoulders. And I'm like, don't tell me that. (laughs) You have that on video? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And, you know, he was thinking he was being helpful, whereas I'm like, I don't want to know. No, right. I'm just doing it. I'm doing my job. Don't tell me what's about to happen. Right. That's when I'm like, uh, you know. And so it's just, it's just kind of funny, the little things. Like, if you want quiet, ask for quiet. Yes. If you want, like, words of affirmation, ask for words of right. affirmation. Right. You know, if you don't want music, if you don't want something, like, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. I even in that. the hospital. Yeah. Like, if you don't want somebody in your face with something all the time, right. say it. Unless it's absolutely necessary, there are certain things that you can ask to not happen while right. you're in labor. I think There are certain that... things that you can ask for to switch switch positions to walk around to use the ball yes to get in the shower like there's options right I think that we downplay for me like the birth the labor and the birth I wanted that to be a a sprint and then everything else didn't matter I didn't think of it as like a marathon slow and steady I wanted to get it over with and looking back now I realized that it had such a negative impact on after, especially Addie, yeah. after Addie was born. Because you bring up the fact that, you know, where I I pumped my body with all these drugs. It was a hard labor. It was it was a hard delivery. I Plus ble- hormones after birth. Right. I bled a ton after Addie was born. So I had to get like a shot in my leg. You know, the mid the midwife. Actually, it was not a midwife. What was she? The lady that delivered Addie was something else. She did midwives work in the hospital too? Yeah. I want to say she was a midwife. She had eight children of her own. It was crazy. So, anyways, she delivered Addie. She had to come back in, stick her hand up my hoo ha, and pull out blood clots. Like there was a lot going on, right? Yeah. And um I think that I downplayed how much that was gonna have an impact on me emotionally and mentally after I had Addie. And yes. Addie was a very difficult baby and cried all the time. And mm-hmm. so we joke, me and Bobby joke that Addie wasn't a good sleeper because I drank so much coffee. So rude. But I'm like, no, I think it could have been the whole experience of birth and what impact do the drugs have on her? You know, my mind is so open to that now that I know more. And so I think yeah. that we have to really rethink, like you said, rethink labor and birth and and remember that there's options. Now, if I were to have a baby now, oh my God, it would look so different. So different. Yeah. Because I know well, what I want. Know, we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. And if it's not if it's not out there, you know, if I feel like it's I understand because even when I got pregnant, we had talked about it, but even right when I got pregnant, it's like oh my gosh, I need to get into the OB and I need to, you know, you immediately kind of go into like this automatic mode of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to check these boxes instead of what are my my options. Yes, 100%. You're 100% right. like we immediately go into that mama bear mode, even if we don't know what that is. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Like I want to make sure I'm okay. I want to make sure my baby's okay, which is so important. Absolutely. Right. But at the same time, remembering, like, even if you go to that OB, you don't have to continue. True. If you go to it, that's what I did. I started going to an OB with MacGyver. And then after my baby niece passed away, we were like, okay, we're not going to a hospital. And right. so we kind of 
switched our thinking and went into it like I did a whole bunch of research. Right. A whole bunch of research on, and there are not very many options around here. No, not in our area. I really, and so I really had to look into, um, you know, those things. Right. And do you want to pause it? (laughs) So yeah, there's not very many options in this area, but don't be afraid to look outside. Like mine was in my, well, I won't say where, but it was a little bit far. It was like a 45 minute drive. Right, Um, right. And it was fine, you know, for even driving to a birth center, like most first time moms, you're not going to like have your baby in the closet. No, no, it takes a while. So that eased my mind and just knowing that there's options, doing your research. um, I have a few things I just want to cover with um, after having your baby, even if you're in the hospital. So don't don't think that this is just for home birth, okay. natural birth, birth, okay. birth. Um, uh, having them hand the baby straight to you. I know sometimes that they'll like wipe baby off. Yes. Stuff. Like they can do that while baby is on you. Yes. So just know that that initial skin contact is so important. Even with the blood about... and everything everywhere. They put, yes. they yes. put, Addie was right on me immediately. Skin yes. to skin, blood everywhere. Most hospitals will do that. Yeah, they're but better some now. Don't. So just, yeah, they're a lot better now. So just advocating for that because yes. the mess and everything, like you won't remember it. You no. just gave birth. You're covered right. in a mess. Right. Like you're going to shower, you're going to clean up, they're going to clean baby eventually. So don't, it's just so important to have that. And they can rub baby on you, they can clean baby up. Yes. Right there. I love um, that. And then also, don't be afraid to let baby latch also. Like, right. not immediately, but, you know, very soon after. Once you're like, okay, baby's fine, the first cry, all that. Like, you can latch your baby on right away. You don't right. have to wait for them to say, okay, now latch your baby. Yes, right. 100%. And then delayed cord clamping, which is definitely um, becoming more common in standard practice in hospitals, too. Which what is, is it called? Really say cool. it again. Delayed cord clamping. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, so delayed cord clamping is what it sounds like. So they wait to clamp the cord and cut it. Okay. Because like at least two to three minutes, you can do it for even longer though. Like for me, I waited until the cord stopped pulsing because what happens is when your baby's born, they only have two thirds of their blood volume in their bodies. So you have to think about, like, they're still in the process. They just had your placenta, the cord, still feeding them, still giving them everything. And they're in kind of the in-between stage, right? Right, right. So you're birthing them, and they're still getting the blood, the nutrients, everything from your cord and from the placenta at that point. Okay, right. Right? So if you're cutting it right away... You're, they're not getting 20 to 30% of that blood that's still circulating in the cord and in the placenta. Wow, right. Because the placenta is still giving baby blood, nutrients, and oxygen. Huh. So just looking into delayed cord clamping, it's not a big deal. It just right. basically means that you wait to cut the cord right. however long. Right. And the best is to wait for it to stop pulsing because you'll see the cord and it's like blue 
and it's still moving. And then when it stops and it turns like white, clearish almost. Okay. Then the baby's gotten everything that was left for them. Wow. Essentially. Right. And then um, I just want to talk about a couple of things like of taking care of mom after birth. Like they're the hospitals, especially, but also in general, you know, it's they're more focused on the baby taking care of the baby. Absolutely. 100%. Super important. Super important. But something else that's so important is taking care of yourself, especially right. if you're going to be taking care of of another baby right, or a baby right. in general. Exactly. And so just remembering how important that is. My midwife always reminded me, you have a wound in your body the size of your placenta. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't downplay that just because you can't see it. If yeah. that was outside of your body on your leg, how would you treat it? Oh, my gosh, Elena. That's powerful. Right? <laughs> I know. Yes. That gave me a whole new mindset because you can't see it. Right. Even though you just were holding a baby inside of you and that baby is now outside of you. Right. We still, it's like we're such visual, like, humans that you have to be reminded that that wound is inside of you and treat it accordingly. Right. And so I've had friends that I spoke with that were like, oh, they told me to get up and walk around. I'm like, no. No, like you have to realize that like my midwives with Kaylee especially were like very straight to the point because they know me and they know yeah. that I have a hard time sitting. Right. And they said three days where you are just near the bed, going to the bathroom, feeding your baby, changing your baby. Right. That's it. Three three days after that. That's hard. Three days after that, you can do a little bit in your room. Right. You can put laundry away. You know, little things. Three days after that, you can go outside of your room, essentially. Not that you can't, like, leave your room. Right. But just trying to keep your mindset in that state of, like, this is my job for these first three days is my baby and myself. And we lose track of that because there's so many other things going on. Yes. I don't feel like I rested at all after I had my babies. No. I feel like I was forced <laughs> to just... Keep doing the damn thing, you know? Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's hard. so important. It's so important because that's when other issues arise. That's when, you know, yeah. you don't realize you have mastitis. You don't realize yeah. you have, <laughs> you know, a, a prolapse, things like that. Thankfully, I had my midwife who was amazing. And, and when you do have a midwife, the, the care for that is that they do come postpartum also. Right. So they do come check on you, I think, for four or more times they check on baby and on mom and they asked you know she was who I talked to after Maverick when I had such a hard time like I had support for myself as well when they were like oh you're still taking ibuprofen you shouldn't still be taking it right oh that's why you don't have a fever you have you know oh you have mastitis you know like that sort of thing of like really talking about it without feeling like I had to call a doctor and then yes. figure it out over, you know, yep. have to go in anywhere. Like they came to me, which was really I nice. I love that. Yeah, definitely. But even for my girlfriend who just had a hospital birth and everything, like she was misdiagnosed from mastitis and really? just being aware of what your body is going through and being right. aware of like 
what can happen after birth. What if you right. get stitches? What does that look like? What can happen? What should you be looking out for? Like, mm-hmm. as a new mom and and as somebody who just gave birth, it's like remember your body too and how right. important your body is and healing your body and mentally, as you talk about all yeah. the time, but yeah. especially your body because if you're not healing your body it's going to be prolonged, right? Yes. If you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to be even longer until you're able to get up and take care of everything. Right. Right. So that's something, um, the after ease, there's a thing called after ease. It's a tincture that you can order. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. It's for the, um, after birth pains, you know, right. People don't like to talk about this stuff, but it's important. (laughs) I know. Um, and the more kids you have, the worse it is. Yeah. So, fun yeah. fact. Um, <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> that helps so much, though. And my midwife told me about a woman who swears by lemon juice. If you take really? a shot of straight lemon juice right after birth, straight down the hatch, uh-uh. it helps to tighten everything back up quicker. Really? So you have supposedly have less... Um, I wanted to do it this time, but I didn't. But I'm definitely doing it if I have another baby. Yeah. So cool, fun fact. Um, and then in the hospital, I thought it was automatic, but mm-hmm. I guess not every hospital does this. Mm-hmm. I just learned from a good friend of mine. So, again, self-advocate. Make sure you're asking for ice packs. You're asking for dermoplast, like, right away. What's dermoplast? You want to do that, that. You want to do that ice pack, like... It is a world of difference. Dermoplast is that spray that helps to numb oh, everything. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Your also, best friend. don't not drink water because you don't want to pee because it stings. Oh, I know. Don't Women do make that. that mistake. <laughs> drink all the water. Yes. Drink so it. Drink more water. I agree. Because it won't sting at me. I don't even know what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't want to drink water because I don't want to pee. Well, well yeah. it makes your pee more concentrated. Yes. Obviously. Yes. I know. <laughs> We're just, like, so messed up after we give birth. Our brains are sh- shattered and wrecked. And that was after my first. So yeah, right. I, so I you learn. grace on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> again, we don't know what we don't know. So it's just right. important to, like, ask for these things. Advocate for yourself. Like, if you think something's wrong, don't be afraid to mention it. Don't yeah. be afraid to bring it up. Right. Take care of yourself. Also, know that day three is always going to be the worst for healing you're gonna be in so much pain it's not gonna be fun that's when usually your milk comes into um it's because as your um uh your swelling goes down everywhere down there mm-hmm. your nerves are that much closer right so day three my midwife always told me this and it helps to prepare yes it does <laughs> is gonna be the most painful um but after that it goes uphill yeah gets better so that's something else that's really really important um that I want to make sure to uh to mention um and I think yeah just take things slow in your recovery journey try your hardest not to compare to other people Mm. you know that's another thing and just lean hard into God because that's where you're gonna find your comfort you know it is because hormones, man, I tell you what. It makes you a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, I think so, we both have our little ones kind of trying to crazy. come at us yeah. right now. So <laughs> we'll wrap this one up. 
Yeah. I think the message here is advocate for yourself and do your own research. Really? Yeah. That's what, yep. that's what's so important. Thank you for yes. sharing all these tips. I think it really does help people a lot. Yes. yes. I'm glad that we can talk again. Me we'll too. Have to try it again. Yeah, we will. I know Addie just came in here too and she started like touching the keyboard and stuff. And I'm like, girl, back up. Like I'm almost done. <laughs> And MacGyver's yelling at me from the toilet, so probably help him. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks Mommy. for listening in. <laughs> we'll wrap this up, girl. Thank All you. Right. Well, thank, thank you for Kathy. sharing. All right. All right.